Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Crosspoint Podcast. And please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd love to have you join us in person at 10 a.m. this Sunday at Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can also connect with us online at frbc.com. Thanks again for checking us out and enjoy the episode. Hebrews chapter number 12, and uh, Jordan's going to come around with some handouts for today. And so um, we are starting a series, I announced this last week, entitled Consider Christ. Um, This is not a series that is one that I have written, but it's one that we actually came across um, that is produced by Striving Together, a ministry that we've used quite a few of their resources. And um, so they... They produced this curriculum called Consider Christ, and um, it just goes perfectly with our theme for the year and kind of what we are looking for. I hope I got enough of those. I just kind of grabbed from a stack. So, um, in fact, our entire Life Stage groups, um, will, all of our Life Stage groups will be going through this series. And so, if you don't like my teaching, you can go to another class and you can hear the same lesson from them. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> gotcha. All right. And so, uh, anyways, but because of that, it is a little bit more of a lengthy um, series. And so, there's a lot uh, not lengthy series, but it's uh, lengthy lessons, and so I want to stay right on time, and we may not have time to get through um, a lot of the stuff, but that's why I wanted you to have the handout, and so uh, if you follow along with that, I'll try to at least get you the blanks to fill in, um, because I don't know about you, but when I have a handout that has blanks, and I miss one of the blanks, like, I would rather die. Like, I mean, it's just like, my, I don't even think I learned anything from this lesson, because I didn't fill in all my blanks, and so um, anyways, uh, I hope that you'll be able to follow along and uh and like i said this will also give you something to refer back to but we're starting this series called consider christ and it comes straight out of our theme passage of hebrews chapter number 12 we announced last week that um hebrews 12 is going to really be our theme verse 12 2 is going to be our theme verse but hebrews 12 2 um has hebrews 12 3 right on the heels of it did you know that did you know that's how that worked all right um, but it has this uh phrase consider christ it actually says for consider him And um, so for that, uh, let's go ahead and let's read verse number two, and then we'll read down through verse number four. But the Bible says this in Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse two, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then here's where the title of the series comes from. It says, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. And and ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And so let's go back and let's look at verse number three. And would you read that out loud together with me, either there from your Bible or from your handout? Uh, Verse number three of Hebrews 12, ready, begin. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. What it is saying there, and I pulled this out somewhat last week, and then if you were able to be here for the Sunday night service as well, what it's saying there is that because of what Jesus withstood for you, you should be able to withstand things for him. And I, I will be honest with you, that is not always easy in our society. 
Um, it's not always easy to do right. It's not always easy to follow Jesus Christ. And so that is why we want to look at this series, Consider Christ. And let me just tell you really what my goal is for the entire year, but then for this lesson series and just for so many aspects of your life. Um, I shared some, t- some statistics last week in the Sunday evening service regarding people are see how people are seeking Jesus that they want truth they want answers and and I hope you'll be able to go back and maybe grab that and listen to it at least listen to the preaching uh, side of it which is actually pretty short because of the snow that was coming in and so I shared some statistics about that but one of the statistics that I did not share was a um, it was a group of stu- uh, it was a study that was done on why people struggle with accepting Jesus as their savior and it was interesting because the title of the, of the study was People Love Jesus But Hate His Followers. People Love Jesus But Hate His Followers. And basically what the study went on to prove was that most people in today's world don't have an issue with believing in Jesus. They have an issue with understanding why Jesus has not changed his followers. I find that very interesting. It talked about how that, like, I think it was close to 88% of people struggle with believing and placing their faith in Jesus Christ because of a local church experience. People struggle, I mean, say what you want to say about people that are in the world that are Christian influencers. People struggle with understanding who Jesus is because they've had a bad experience with a Christian influencer or a celebrity pastor. So the reason why I bring all of that to you is because what I want you to understand this year is that when you get bumped in today's society, what people are looking for is for Jesus to come out. And unless you have a faithful walk with Jesus Christ, you are a spirit-filled person, unless your focus is on Jesus Christ, here's what I firmly believe, you will get bumped And what will spill out will either point people to Jesus or point people away from Jesus. And so with that in mind, I want us to pray and um, look at this first lesson of our Consider Christ series uh, entitled Consider Christ. But let's pray and let's ask the Lord to help us. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for your word. Lord, we're so grateful for your goodness to us. And God, I ask that you would help us as some of your children that has been brought to this local church. Lord, may we be uh, willing to empty ourselves and to fill us up with your spirit and with your love and with your goodness so that when the world sees us, when those around us see us, when we get bumped, when we have trials, when we have difficulties, may they see you through us. May we do all we can to point ourselves to you and then point others to you in the process. In your name we pray. Amen. As you go throughout your day, it seems as though you probably have a thousand different decisions, all right? Starting with when you wake up, all right? You decide whether or not you want to hit snooze on the alarm clock. You decide whether or not you want to wake up and hit the coffee pot. You decide whether or not you want to wake up and go hop in the shower, go cold plunge, whatever it is, all right? You make a lot of decisions from the very beginning of your day. During a year like this, we understand that 2024 is an election year. All right. Woohoo. That's exciting, right? Like country unity, united states of America. All right. And so it's an election year, in case you haven't heard that already. Uh, if you've had your head in the sand or if you just don't vote, then, uh, then well, I was going to, I don't need to make that joke. Let's just keep moving, keep moving, keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. All right. Um, but 
if you understand that in an election year there's a lot of things that come out like there's a lot of things that are on the news there's going to be commercials there's going to be debates there's going to be things to where people are telling you why you should vote for them there's going to be things for why people are saying you shouldn't vote for the other candidate there's going to be people who are going to send your 11 by 17 pieces of mail in your mailbox all right and it's going to take up your whole mailbox to the point to where you can't find your bills and then you say i couldn't find my bills because the government covered it with their 11 by 17 endorsement of each other all right and so and then at the end of it they say this was paid for and endorsed by whoever right the candidate's name the truth is is that in sometimes even in non-election years that's the way that our world feels right that there's so much noise, there's so much endorsing of this product and this person and this influencer and this lifestyle and this diet and this exercise and, and this stretch and this drink and this water bottle and this and that and what, whatever it may be. There's so much noise out there that unless you truly decide to step back and say, what is my focus, then you will miss out on a focus on Jesus Christ. I love verse number three because isn't it interesting that Jesus could have made this a command? Ultimately, in our English language, it is a command. But I want you to see this. It says, for consider him, all right? Consider him. How many of you ever sat down in a restaurant and you've asked someone, like maybe it's the waitress or the waiter or whatever, and you say, well, what's your favorite thing on the menu, all right? You kind of want to hear it firsthand from them. If they say, I don't have anything that I like, then you probably need to get up and leave, okay? But you, you ask them. If you go to a um, fancy restaurant, all right, like we always like, like to, we've only been to like two fancy restaurants in our entire life. But if you go to one, all right, I always like it when they give you the chef's recommendation. Like, the chef would highly recommend the lamb, all right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> whose lamb was it, all right? Like, like, like oh, the chef would recommend the lentil pea soup. And it's like, that sounds awful, all right? Um, but if you go somewhere, they recommend something. But the truth is, is you have the option to not take that recommendation, or if we want to pull the word from our passage, you have the option to not consider that, right? You ha it is of your ability to say, well, you can say that I should consider the recommendation. You could say that I, I should consider whatever this may be, but you have the option on whether or not you choose that. And in this passage, Jesus is not saying, hey, I'm the best in the world. I, I am good to you. I have saved you. I have loved you. You need to follow me. That's not, the, that's not what you get in verse number three. You get who Jesus is in verse number two. You get what he's done. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He endured the joy that was set before him. You get all of that in verse number two. And all that scripture offers you in verse number three is, would you consider him? Would you just consider him in your thinking? Would you just consider him in your decisions? Would you just consider him in your attention? Would you just consider him in your focus? Would you consider him in your workplace? Would you consider him in your education? It's just a consideration. And here's what I believe that you will find is as you choose to consider him, as you choose to maybe follow him and take his recommendation on your life, follow him and maybe your recommend, his recommendation in your dating, follow him on your recommendation in your workplace, your education, whatever, what I believe that you will find is that he becomes a Lord that is easy to follow. He becomes a God that it just makes logical sense to obey what he has called you to do. And so today I want us to quickly walk through three things that we can consider. These are not straight out of the passage, but the first one is this. I believe that we should consider his position. 
consider his position. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. We should consider his position. Well, what is his position? What do we need to know about Jesus to, uh, to consider his position? First of all, we must understand that he is the preeminent one. He is the preeminent one. I'm not going to take the time to read through these passages for you. You have them there on your handout. But I would encourage you to go back and look at those. Colossians 1.16 is one of my favorite. Uh, Colossians 1 is one of my favorite passages. Um, verse number 16 and 17, um, some of my favorite verses to teach out of. But he is the preeminent one. But notice with me, secondly, he is also the perfect one. He is the perfect one. Well, how is he perfect? First of all, he's perfect. His ways are perfect. And secondly, his work is perfect. His ways are perfect. His work is perfect. So here's the reason why I sped through that. So first of all, we must understand he's the preeminent one. Secondly, we must understand that he is the perfect one. He's perfect in his ways. He's perfect in his work. He's perfect in his word. He's perfect in every single aspect of who he is. Here's why all of that matters. When we encourage you as a church family to look unto Jesus this year, to consider Christ, Please understand that we are not pointing you to someone who is going to fail you. We're not pointing you to someone who you're going to be let down by. I wish that I was a good enough leader and teacher and, and person to where I could stand up and I could say, look unto Joel. Like, look, like I promise you I'm going to set the right example. I, I even had this conversation with my own children before. I want to be the best father that I can be. I want to be the best husband that I can be. I want to be the best assistant pastor and, and cross point leader that I can be. But at the end of the day, if my heart is to get you to look unto me, I have not only failed you, I've failed myself. My heart cannot be that your attention and your focus is on me. Not because I, I, I fear failure, not because I fear to let you down, but because I fear you missing out on the joy of focusing on Jesus Christ. He is the preeminent one. He is the perfect one. My counsel that I may give to you may not always turn out perfectly, but the word of God and the counsel that you receive from it is always perfect. His work is always perfect. His ways are always perfect. And there are moments in our lives to where we may question that but we have to run back to Isaiah 55 where the Bible teaches us that his ways are higher than ours and they're past finding out and there may be moments where you doubt the perfection of his way but please listen you may doubt the perfection of his way but you cannot doubt the person of the way you can say I doubt that this is actually what God has for me but if that doubt causes you to doubt the person who has led you in that, you've missed it. You have, you have entered into a realm to where you are doubting who God is and what he's done. And there are times to where you say, I don't feel like that this breakup or, or this life that I, or this job or, or the way that my education is working out or whatever it may be. I cannot understand. This does not feel perfect. But if you begin to say, because this does not feel perfect, his way doesn't feel perfect, then that means that he is not perfect. You're missing it. 
Because He is perfect, because He is preeminent, our goal should be to look to Him and to understand that His position is where our focus should be. But then notice, secondly, not only should we consider His position, but secondly, we, could, we should consider His pattern. His pattern. According to our text, the Bible says this, that Christ endured the cross and despised the shame. How many of you, you had someone that maybe when you were uh, younger, um, you tried to imitate their pattern or you tried to do an impression of them or something to that sort? Maybe if you, you played sports or you had an older sibling or something like that. Uh, my son, uh, as many of you know, he's obsessed with sports. And so um, he got really into these one-handed catches to the point to where like he was watching like all these like best one-handed catches in, in football and stuff. And so he's always wanting to like, make a one-handed catch and it'll be like bedtime i'm like Braxton, you need to go brush your teeth he's like throw me one pass dad and so like he'll run through the living room and i'll throw him a pass and he catches it he's like i can't go to bed till i make a one-handed catch and i'd like immediately in my mind i'm like we're going to be here all night like we're like i'm not going to do that and so i'm like you have two chances to make a one-handed catch well so the other night he was just like so frustrated that he couldn't do it and so he was like dad dad give me one more and i was like i'm walking to the bed like i'm like i'm done like i, I can't so he throws one back to me i said you got one more shot at it and he was running the, he ran through our our living room and our dining room and i just chucked one as hard as i could and he like he like throws his hand up and then he pulls it down and it like hit slams against the door he's like dad how was i supposed to catch that with one he's like i couldn't catch that with two hands and i was like next time you're gonna catch it with your face if you don't go get in bed all right like, go get in bed. We are going to be here all night, all right? But the truth is, is that even a child, the way that a child lives is they have people that they want to imitate. They have people that they want to mimic. And you would like to think that that fades away as being an adult. But the truth is, is you probably have someone that right now, whether you care to admit it or not, you follow them on Instagram because you like their fit, okay? Like you like the, their style. You, you like the way that they make their coffee. You like the way that they play this song. You, like the, you have people in your life that you will follow. And please understand this. There are people whose patterns may not be unchristlike. But there is only one person whose pattern is perfect, and that is Jesus Christ. Go copy someone on how to make coffee. Go copy someone on how to pair a scarf with a jacket, okay? Go copy someone on how to have a good exercise routine. But the only person who you are called to follow after wholeheartedly and that you can absolutely do so without a shadow of a doubt is Jesus Christ. Because his pattern is perfect. So what do we see when we look at his pattern? First of all, we see his victory over temptation. We see his victory over temptation. We find this in Matthew chapter number 4. Jesus is confronted uh, by the devil there in the wilderness. And the Bible says that he was led up of the Spirit. We've walked through this passage before. Actually, I believe it was a couple summers ago as we talked about the mind and overcoming temptation. Well, I want you to see this in his victory over temptation that Jesus was led by the Spirit, but then secondly, Jesus prayed and fasted. When was the last time that you stopped and you simply just said, Lord, I'm struggling with some sort of temptation, I'm struggling with some sort of sin, I'm struggling with some sort of thinking, whatever it may be, I need to ask you for your help. Most Christians choose to fight temptation on their own. They choose to not be filled with the Spirit. They choose to not bathe that, uh, that in prayer. They choose to never fast about it. 
I would, I would be interested to know when was the last time that you as a child of God fasted for something. Fasted for something. And I know sometimes that there's health needs in that, but maybe it's just, a, maybe it's just an Instagram fast. Maybe it's a TV fast. Maybe it's something along those lines. Jesus prayed and he fasted about it, but then thirdly, Jesus quoted Scripture. Jesus quoted Scripture. We see this is the way that he experienced victory over temptation, but then secondly, his, his victory over trials. His victory over trials. I firmly believe this, that in today's society, there's no greater testimony for the cause of Christ than how you handle the trials that come your way how you handle the difficulties of this life. And Jesus himself faced trials, but he had victory over them. And then the last thing that I want you to see is to consider his passion. Consider his passion. His first, his first passion shows up often throughout the Gospels, and that was to glorify his Father. We see this in John 17, verses 1 through 5. But not only was his passion to glorify his Father, but secondly, his passion was to redeem the world. His passion was to redeem the world. Can I take just a second and just talk to you about one thing that I think is so important for you as a child of God? Sometimes when we talk about God and we talk about a Christ-centered life and we talk about the Christ life, we step back and we think, well, that is impossible. There's, there's no way that I can live the life that Jesus lived. And you're 100% correct. There are attributes of Jesus Christ. We call them non-communicable attributes. They're things that you and I, you cannot be omnipotent, okay? You cannot be omniscient. Some of you prove that each and every day, all right? <laughs> you cannot be omnipresent, okay, as much as you try. Social media gives you the feeling of omnipresence. There's an interesting quote by A.W. Pink, uh, I believe was who said it, is he said that our current media state has given us the feeling of omnipresence and we wonder why our human minds cannot wrap themselves around all that we're struggling with. He said, you were never intended to know about your problems and everybody else's problems. Isn't that interesting? We get the feeling of being omnipresent. We know in a minute the second a bomb is dropped on the other side of the world, okay? We know, we know just by opening up our phone that something tragic has happened. It's the feeling of omnipresence, and yet your, your finite mind was never intended to have to deal with that. We, we cannot be perfectly holy. We cannot be perfectly love, okay? The Bible says that God is love, Okay? But there's communicable attributes, meaning things that you and I can pick up. We may not be perfectly holy, but we can be holy, for He is holy. We cannot be the essence of love, but we can be loving. We cannot always be perfect, but we can follow a perfect example. And sometimes, as a child of God, we use our failures as an excuse to not be successful in the Christian life. I want to say that again because I want you to let it sink in. We use our failures as an excuse to not be successful in the Christian life. Anything that you succeed in will have failure involved. No one went through their college education, I say no one, I'm sure some smart aleck did, all right, and made perfect 100s, all right, never, ne 4.27 GPA, all right, 
like never missed a beat, never turned in a project, like anything that you succeed in will have failure involved. And yet we will succeed at things in this life, education, our, our workplace, we'll get promotions, we'll, we'll move on to different areas, we'll date, we'll marry. Your dating life was not without failure, all right? Your, your married life, one of these days when you, when you get married, it will not be without failure. And yet you don't give up on it just because things fail. And please listen to this. You cannot give up on the Christ-centered life just because you fail at it. Because by failing, what you have to understand is that failing often follows, or failing often precedes succeeding. Which means that today you say, I just, this week, it's a snow week. I slept in, I watched Netflix, and I ate like trash. Okay, welcome to the world, all right? I just, I didn't do this the way that I should have. I, I wasted time. I, I looked at social media. I looked at how to make snow cream for 35 minutes and then it wasn't even good. All right. Whatever it is. I, I did this. I did that. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Guess what? New morning mercies, a new opportunity today to walk with God, to live a Christ centered life day by day. Exactly what he said. Why? Do we succeed at things that we fail at so often? And yet we very rarely take that same persistence into our Christian life and following Jesus. Jesus' passion is something that can be your passion. It was to glorify his Father, to redeem those around him, and, and to point them to the salvation that was to come. His victory over temptation is something that you can experience. His victory over trials is something that you can experience. His position is the reason why it's all possible. And so here's, my, here's what I want to close with. Today, I just want to simply ask you to consider Christ. What does that look like for you in your life? Does it maybe mean that you need to change up some relationships? Does it maybe mean that you need to consider him in some decisions, in some actions, in the way that you interact with a coworker, in the way that you interact with a friend, in the way that you maybe, even the perspective that you carry into your education, your college experience, what, your workplace, what is it that you just say you need to consider him? And almost as if that chef or that, that waiter is standing at your table, my recommendation to you is that Jesus is not going to let you down. As you consider him compared to, as you consider the Christ life compared to the self life, I firmly believe this, Jesus will never let you down. Why? Because his position is perfect, he is preeminent, and he has experienced victory over temptation, trials, the grave, the cross, all of these things, and you can experience some of those same things in your life if you just simply wake up every day and say, today's a day that I can look unto Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let's pray, and we'll be done. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for the day that you've given us. We're thankful. 
Well, thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Crosspoint Podcast. Remember to take a moment to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and tell others about this content. Remember, we would love to have you be our guest in person this Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can connect with us online at frbc.com, and we look forward to seeing you again soon.